Hey, Seattle hockey fans, welcome to another episode of Locked On Kraken. We are going to hear from Vince Dunn. I got to ask him some questions regarding not only him re-signing with the Seattle Kraken, but also what is the Kraken way? All that and more on this Wednesday edition of the Locked On Kraken podcast. You are Locked On Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hey, hey, what do you say, Seattle hockey fans? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Kraken, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where we bring you your team every day. This episode of Locked On Kraken is brought to you by... This episode of Locked On Kraken is brought to you by FanDuel, the official sports book of Locked On. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Visit FanDuel.com backslash locked on today to get started. We have a pretty packed episode. We are going to hear from Vince Dunn. He spoke with us uh, media virtually via video conference earlier today. I was able to be on that call. So you'll hear my questions specifically on this episode. And if you want to hear all of Vince Dunn's comments, I think he had some pretty solid ones. Then you can head over to the Locked on Kraken YouTube page. And while you're there, you might as well subscribe and hit the notifications because then you will get updates when we have not only new episodes, but bonus content as well. Well, so Vince Dunn, we have four more years with Vince Dunn, 7.35, I believe is the AAV and, um, Vince Dunn multiple times over said that he felt that this was a good deal for both him and the Seattle Kraken. And again, if you head over to our YouTube page, you can watch the full video and hear Vince use his own words. But in summary, he felt that, again, he is at the end of that contract, that that's him being on the quote-unquote right side of 30. Also, Vince Dunn alluded to the impact of the salary increases and the salary cap rising, I should say, gives him some time to work with the Seattle Kraken, have them figure some things out, and then renegotiate from there. Vince Dunn was adamant. He has been pretty consistent here that it's not that after the four years he's necessarily looking to shop the market but this gives some flexibility on both sides. Now, in later in the episode, we're going to talk about if this deal is good for the Seattle Kraken. But again, I really implore you to head over to our YouTube page and listen to the full video because Vince Dunn gave some interesting nuggets that I think we're going to be talking about for a little bit here. And of course, we haven't heard from Ron Francis, not explicitly in a video conference anyway, regarding the Vince Dunn deal, but um, Vince gave some nuggets regarding that. But like I said, I was able to be 
on the video conference, at least in real time with Vince Dunn. And here are the questions that I had for Vince. Hey, Vince, uh, good to see you. Congratulations. Um, I wanted to ask you a little bit about what you see as the growing culture for the Seattle Kraken and and what you're excited to bring to that um, now that you were able to re-up with the, the Seattle Kraken. Yeah, I think talking to other people, um, one thing they always say is how hard we work and um, how well we play as a whole. I think uh, all the success we had last year was everybody contributing and doing their part. So um, I think that's definitely a very good culture to have to be a successful team and a winning team and um, I think just being in the dressing room every day there's not a room you feel scared to walk into everyone's welcoming each other with open arms uh, new guys and old guys um, even stepping into the coach's office or management office there's never a bad feeling and um, I think that just makes everyone bring out the best in their game and um, they're able to just walk around and play confidence so um, I think that's just really important to build around that and um, for the guys that have been part of the organization last year and the year before to just continue that and help grow this team into another level. Thanks again. You talked about not having necessarily any individual goals, but now that you've had a little bit of time removed from the exit interviews, which was, you know, pretty much right after this season ended for the team, you know, what really stands out to you about what the team has been able to accomplish? You've mentioned that a few times, um, but in, in hindsight, what stands out the most for you? Well, I think just the 360 that the team had going into the second season last year. Um, I just think the whole atmosphere in the arena was not tremendously better than the first year, but just very different. And I think other teams are really starting to notice how loud and how difficult it is to play in there. So I think the goals of our team and where we see ourselves as a team compared to our very first year is, is very, um, no, we're not, we're, we're not going to be a pushover. So we, we need to understand that. Um, we need to roll with the confidence that we've built, um, the culture that we've built and, um, just continue that in the seasons ahead and, and not look back. I think we definitely have a chip on our shoulder from last season. We saw how close we could get. Um, so I think we just need to bring that into the next year and, and really believe that we really have a team that can win. So overall, you can hear from my questions. I was very curious about culture. I asked Vince Dunn how he defines the Kraken way and how that will impact what he can now establish as his style, knowing that he will be a leader. He talked about leadership a lot and the opportunity to continue to grow as a leader, not just, he alluded to it a little bit with my first question, but also throughout, again, you can listen to that on our YouTube page. And if you are listening on audio, um, why don't you let me know in the comments and or on social media? You can also email the show at locked on Kraken is where you can find us on social media, but you can email us at locked on Kraken at gmail.com. Do you want some of this stuff as bonus content on audio platforms only? I'm never sure if it's just kind of spamming your RSS feed, but let me know. I've heard it a time or two, but if I get a few more comments that you'd like some of this in audio form, then I'm happy to oblige. So that's the question of the day. Do you want the bonus 
um, content and the interviews with players as bonus content every once in a while on the audio platform. And maybe we can find a way to, to figure out a, a nice way in case you don't watch YouTube. But for the YouTubers, hello there. You got to see me talk to Vince Dunn and hear me talk to Vince Dunn. I also asked him a little bit about what are some of the things, now that he's had some time removed from the end of the season, what are some things that he's re been reflecting on and, and what is he proud of? And he actually kind of alluded to culture in his answer. So I'm glad that I was able to get those questions in. Vince is always great with his time. Glad to have Vince done back. There were some comments left a few times, including when I talked about Vince Dunn that really inspire me to either dig a little deeper or go in a different direction with content. So your comments are always appreciated. And because of the comments on the done deal, Vince Dunn, Dunn's, I forget all the puns that I used, but because of some of the comments there, I want to dig a little deeper. And does this done deal work for the Seattle Kraken? Vince Dunn said it does. And again, you can listen to his full comments. I'll probably play a little bit of a snippet in the next segment, but, um, Let's take a look at Cap Friendly. Let's take a look at some listener comments and figure out, is this a good deal for the Seattle Kraken? That's coming up on Locked on Kraken. But first, let me tell you again about our title sponsor for today's episode of Locked on Kraken, and that is FanDuel. Take your first swing at betting Major League Baseball on FanDuel, and you can get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets, up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets. Now that's win or lose. That's $200 you can spend betting everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to hit the first home run. All of that can be found on an app that is safe, it is secure, and it is super easy to use. Not to mention that when you win, you will get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on Major League Baseball than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com backslash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com backslash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Thanks again for making Locked on Kraken a part of your daily routine. And, you know, I talked about reaching me on LockedOnKraken at gmail.com. We have an everydayer who has a podcast, and I'm going to be joining that podcast soon. So, again, great way to get in touch with me is LockedOnKraken at gmail.com. You can also follow me at elindsay. 08 on the app formerly known as Twitter. Who knows what it's being called this these days, but uh, that's my handle pretty much at all of the social media platforms. So email's always best though. So lockedonkraken at gmail.com, question, comments. And I said we're going to do a mailbag episode. We're going to have to do that soon. I definitely want to do it in the off season. But today, not technically a mailbag, but it is something that, again, has been inspired by some of the comments that have been left on our social media. So I'm going to take us to YouTube. And we have some great comments on our YouTube channel because y'all are fantabulous. But let's head over to YouTube 
And um, again, these are comments on our uh, Seattle Kraken re-signed Vince Dunn, plus reliving Dev Camp with, uh, it should say, Lenny Childs. Uh, so, whoops, little little uh, update needed there. Anyway, he's back. It was the episode thumbnail. So this is the first comment that I want to check out. So here's the comment on YouTube. I'm very happy to see Dunn return, but I'm not thrilled with the contract. While the AAV doesn't look terrible against high defensemen in the NHL, it does look terrible against other contracts on the Kraken. Now, if you're an everydayer, you know that I kind of talked about this. You know, I talked about where we were regarding contracts. I believe that's when we were talking about Nylander. And that's because it was really interesting to me to see where a lot of the Seattle Kraken money is held up. Um, and so that's really interesting to me, uh, that comment. And so, again, within the context of defensemen, big name defensemen, we like the deal or this comment likes the deal. But when it comes to our defensemen and even our contracts, is this a good deal? So we're over at cap friendly. Now I'm going to pull this up for those watching on YouTube. And if you're not on YouTube, no worries. I'm going to talk you through this. So we're over at cap friendly right now. We're taking a look particularly at the defense before Vince Dunn's deal. As you can see here, you, we have, we have Jamie Alexiak was making the most money and he was at 4.6 AAV and will be at 4.6 AAV for 23, 24, 24, 25 and 25, 26 before he becomes a UFA. Uh, 25-26 is the second to last year, the penultimate, if you will, year of Vince Dunn's contract. Uh, so Vince Dunn will be uh, a UFA the year after Jamie Alexiak. Okay, so, you know, he's making a, a, a good, you know, a solid almost three million more than Jamie Alexiak. If we look at those numbers for us, Vince Dunn making more than Jamie Alexiak, I'm okay with that. Now, here is another thing, and I've talked about this again on another podcast episode, uh, but if you look at what Philip Grubauer is making, he's at 5.9 million AAV through 26-27, and so he becomes a UFA the same year now as Vince Dunn under his new deal. And then I talked about forwards because again, I'm pretty sure we we're talking about Nylander when I talked about when, the last time we went to cap friendly, but um, you can see that the cap friendly still has Andre Burakovsky on the injured reserve list. So his number not up with the rest of the forwards, but he's at 5.5 AAV until 27, 28. That also is the same year that, um, Vince Dunn and Philip Grubauer, as you can see here, are UFAs. So 27-28, Burakovsky is an un unrestricted free agent. Uh, Philip Grubauer, an unrestricted free agent. And uh, you will you see here that Vince Dunn is an unrestricted free agent. So I want to go back quickly to the comments here. When it comes to Vince Dunn, is this a good deal? 
again, let's go back to what the commenter is saying. I thought this was a really great conversation. And again, I didn't really dive into this. I figured we were going to hear from Vince Dunn. So I kind of like it. But uh, again, this this uh, viewer, part of our, our Kraken squad says, it's almost 25% higher than the next highest paid Kraken player. I can't help but feel that if he doesn't beat or match this season's totals, which are his career highs each year of that four-year contract, or he continues to disappear in the playoffs, then we will have badly overpaid. And I want to address particularly him disappearing in the playoffs because at first I said that we've had our watch parties. Obviously we were still doing episodes during that time. And I was like, Hey, where's Vince done? I don't understand. This guy was lighting the lamp and all of a sudden, you know, he can't find a goal in the postseason. And I was put out by it. And we talked about it. And then again, another one of our great listeners uh, pointed this out to me. And I, I looked at the, um, I looked at everything as well. And Vince Dunn had a lot of assists. And you know what? If if defenders aren't scoring goals in the playoffs, am I okay with it if they're still facilitating? The answer for me is yes. Now, the reason that I wanted to see more Vince done is because we were having some difficulty scoring. I thought we needed a scoring pop. And I was like, you know who I, I know can do this. <laughs> it's this guy we've got named Vince Dunn. Might have heard of him. So I thought it was a little strange within the cadence of that. Will that change? I don't know. But let's take a look at this here. Vince Dunn. In career playoffs, he's got 43 playoff games. He's got three goals and 15 assists. Three goals and 15 assists in, in 43 career playoff games. He played 14 of those games with us. And of his three goals, one of them came with us. And of his 15 assists, six, six with us. So that's over a third. So, I mean, I I do think that it is a salient point. And Vince Dunn alluded to this, and it might be something, it's kind of tough when you're not in person. But when it comes to training camp, I would love to dive deeper with Vince Dunn and really get a sense for what he's thinking about, what the contract felt like. You know, he talked about it being a pretty easy process, more or less. But I think there's more that we need to get from Vince Dunn. Vince, I, I found him to be, I don't know if shy is the right word, maybe reserved. But then I noticed in year two that he opened up a lot more. So I think the question is, do we think that Dunn can compete and be better? I do think he can be. I think that there's two things that can happen. And you know, I love talking about defense. So the two things that I think need to happen, and I would love if they both happen sooner rather than later is one, we get a really strong Justin Schultz type defensive defender who can come in and make sure that at, at any given time, we're not losing anything on the defensive side and, or, because if we do that, right, I mean, Adam Larson was great. That's why he worked with Vince Dunn. But who are some other defenders who we think 
I don't know that it's Jamie Alexiak, Justin Schultz, maybe, um, you know, but who are some of the, these guys who we think that if like Vince Dunn, they were paired with someone else, they can open up the scoring account. So we have um, Megna, Flurry, Borgen, Schultz, uh, Dumoulin, Larson, Alexiak, and Dunn. Um, you know, I'd love to see Justin Schultz step up a little bit more. I mean, he was fantastic for us in, in streaks during the playoffs. So uh, I'd love to see that. But, you know, I think we need uh, either to go super hard in the paint with a defensive defender, just like a really elite level defensive defender or the opposite side of that go super offensive because then the pressure for a player like Vince Dunn is not so heavy. And again, if you listen to our conversation with Vince Dunn from earlier today, Wednesday, the time of this podcast, you'll hear Vince Dunn saying that the Kraken way, uh, whether he said this during my question or not, I can't remember right now, but he talked about that their strength was in their depth. <laughs> the strength is in the depth. The strength is in multiple lines, multiple D pairs being able to contribute offensively and obviously defensively as well. So I we're full, we're, we're full on the roster. So uh, you know, what What are the things that realistically we can do before training camp? I'm not sure, um, but I'm definitely going to keep my finger on the pulse. But we have more to talk about. Um, and I want to talk about the Kraken core. That's core players, core personnel that are really going to establish how this franchise moves on. I've been telling you it's a three to five year process. We're heading into year three. This is going to be big Kraken fans. This is a big year. We got to the second round of the playoffs in our first go round. And you saw how much, I don't know if it's pressure, but there were definitely a lot of storylines regarding Las Vegas and the fact that they made it to the final in their first year. They were able to get into the playoffs, but they fell short up until recently. What is that going to look like for us? We don't know yet. But what I do know is that it's going to be determined by the Kraken core. And we're going to talk about the Kraken core coming up on this episode of Locked on Kraken. Thank you, thank you, thank you for making Locked on Kraken a part of your daily routine. We are the only Seattle Kraken podcast bringing you your favorite team every single day. Now, just a reminder, we are in the off season. So we're going to about three episodes a week, likely Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Sometimes it will be Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, but uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk through that as we go forward. So for example, this week, the plan is to go Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. All right. But um, enough about the logistics. Thank you again for making Locked on Crack in your first listen of the day. And listen to Locked on NHL as your next listen. And on Friday in particular. So every day, as you know this, but I was on Monday's episode with Gil. And Gil and I will be on again along with Rachel Donner to talk a little women's hockey. There's a lot going on, and yet there's also not much going on, even though there is a lot going on. But if you need me to translate that, make sure you listen to Locked on NHL on Friday. Okay, the Kraken Core. We have re-signed the Kraken Core. 
So who are the players that we have re-signed? Um, it's actually really interesting if you think about it. But we, we re-signed Ronnie Francis, right? We gave him a contract extension. We obviously gave Dave Haxtell a contract extension. Vince Dunn, Dunn deal. Jared McCann, remember, was the first player to get a con uh, an extension. And Joey Decord just got an extension. Uh, Will Borgen, we, we were able to avoid arbitration with him. So these are, these are some of the folks making up the Kraken core. And again, if we look at cap friendly, I think you also have to look at the core to who do we have through at least 26, 27. That's Jaden Schwartz. He's a UFA in 26, 27. Oliver Bjorkstrand, also a UFA unrestricted free agent in 26, 27. Jared McCann, who the aforementioned Jared McCann, he's not a, a UFA, an unrestricted free agent until 27, 28. We've got Wenberg through 24, 25. We've got Tanev through 25, 26. Th these are all UFAs, granted. Um, you know, if you look at Maddie Beneers, Ellie Tolvanen, uh, Kyler Yamamoto, as well as Cole Lind, they all are restricted free agents 24, 25. So though we I think we are going to see some of those guys become core players. If I had to guess, I don't think it's hard to to guess that Maddie Beneers is going to be a core guy. I think Ellie Tolvanen has potential. Brandon Tanev, now I talked about this when we were trying to figure out who's staying, who's going. Brandon Tanev, I like Brandon Tanev. We have him at 1.5 AAV, or excuse me, 3.5 AAV for 23-24 and 24-25. And then he's a U. He's a, a UFA, unrestricted free agent in 2526. And I know I'm throwing a lot of numbers. So for those watching on um, YouTube, let me let me pop this up here so you can kind of follow along with what I'm watching or what I'm talking about, excuse me. And um, so here's here's what I was just talking about, right? Um, we've got all of this from our amazing friends at Cap Friendly. Brandon Tanev, is he going to become a, a, a core guy? Is he going to be the Kraken core? I don't know. That's a question mark for me. Ellie Tolvin and we got him off of waivers. Is he going to be a core guy? I think he could be. I mean, Matty Beneers is a core guy. He better be. He better be. Let's go to the defensive side of things. We know, obviously, Vince Dunn, he's a part of the core for now. Jamie Alexiak, we have him. Again, we talked about this a little bit earlier in the show, but we have him. doesn't go... He's not a UFA, I should say, until 26, 27. We've got Adam Larson. As long as we have done, are we going to keep Larson around? But here's the thing. Larson's at 4 million AAV through 24, 25. He's a UFA in 25, 26. Now, he is on, quote, unquote, the wrong side of 30. He's, well, he is 30, exactly. So, what do another four years look like with him? Are we going to keep him with Dunn? Are we going to extend him? Do you know? Do we get a deal where he's making a little bit more? Where does that money come from? I mean, he goes. He becomes a UFA as you can see here on Cap Friendly the same year as Dumoulin uh, and 
the same year as Borgen. Kill Flurry is also an RFA that year. The year before, we've got Megna and Schultz to figure out. Uh, I think, and I've been talking about this, right? I'm going to come back to the screen because you should be just seeing Cap Friendly, but I'm going to come back to the screen here for a minute. Dumoulin coming in, he becomes competition for Schult for Justin Schultz. Yamamoto coming in, you know, he becomes competition for a few of these other guys. And I like that. We need that. We need that. Look, let's look at Yamamoto again. Um, you know, becoming a UFA at 1.5. That's competition for Tolvanen. That's competition for, for Tanif. You know, what can Kyler do? He comes in at a lower price tag. You know, this is competition, and I love it. It might mean that we get our heart broken a time or two. It might mean we get our heart broken a time or two. I, I'm That's the part I don't love, but that is the business. And, you know, we want guys that are performing. And I think the, the Kraken core that I see on the executive level, which, of course, is Ron Francis and the other general managers, and Dave Haxtell and his coaching staff, that core is all together. And the, the understanding that I get is that with the expectation crystal clear, with communication, lines of communication open, this is going to be, yes, professional ice hockey. You have to make decisions. But I don't get the sense that the Seattle Kraken are ever going to leave a situation where the player doesn't at least know where they stand. And that is powerful. We've been talking about it every day, or as you know this, but the Seattle Kraken are catching eyes by the way they perform, by the way they play hockey, and by how they handle hockey business. They're thinking differently. And it's not just throwing spaghetti on the wall. They're intentionally doing things in a way we've we've heard from you know Lenny Childs we've heard from Jessica Campbell Dave Haxtell himself saying that this is a second bite at the apple as a head coach in the NHL that comes from the Seattle Kraken Ron Francis Alex Mandricki I mean everybody and it's exciting it's gonna make camp is gonna be so competitive and I plan to be there I cannot wait for it counting down the days until September when I can be in the Pacific Northwest covering the Seattle Kraken. But until then, thank you as always for making Locked on Kraken a part of your daily routine. Go listen to Locked on NHL next, and you can hear me on the show for the Women's Hockey Spotlight on Friday. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to others. Please, please, please be kind to others. Hold fast. Stay true. And let's go Kraken. I'll see you on the next episode. Peace.